0: of things in a minute joe has launched a jihad against google we got an interesting text about that uh trying to avoid google in your life it's not easy to do um i just saw a picture of miley cyrus she's got a new album coming out she's just going so far over the top to try to be outrageous oh, the whole look at me, look, look at me I'm, I'm 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 breaking the rules of the norms I'm, just, I'm naked. Uh, I'm sexy. Well, you know what? Saying Every and doing things nobody's ever done before. All oh, right. Yeah. No wonder old people roll their eyes at young people. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this before. You're falling for that. All oh, right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh. So I thought. I thought this was really interesting. I wish everybody took in media from the side they don't agree with, just because. Well, for a couple of different reasons. Sometimes you get information that your media is uh, leaving out. Hmm. Partly because
1: there are just limits to how much stuff you can stick on. And people have their tendencies and their preferences for what they're going to air.
0: And then uh, and sometimes you get an idea of you, you might not know this is a giant controversy. This is out of control. But anyway, that doesn't really fit in here. I was just taking in my usual bunch of different shows that I take a look at. And I was watching the first segment of. Hardball with Chris Matthews on uh, MSNBC yesterday, and he had on this guy from the Washington Post that I believe we have on regularly, a reporter. Yeah, Aaron Blake. Some dame. I'm sorry, that was dismissive. Oh Lord, I don't know. She's another reporter. And then Chris Matthews, and then I'll let them talk, and then I'll explain the the tone and why it's it stuck out to me. She may,
1: they may not ultimately have that decision to make. If the president is reelected, which a lot of people say is a 40, 50, 60 percent chance, depending upon who you ask, the statute of limitations is going to run on most of these federal crimes no. that they could charge him with. So, how are you going to ultimately get him in prison if you can't actually charge him after that second term?
2: And you can always impeach him during the second term.
1: So, <laughs> yes. Well, somebody said authority. the other
2: day. I mean, everybody's a pundit now. I'm a pundit.
1: That she'll wait to the second term to impeach him, but that would lose a lot of its
0: propulsion by then.
2: Well, I mean, I, I guess that's... The I mean, American
0: people twice elect a guy and then you impeach him? I thought it was striking that you had a senior political reporter for the Washington Post, this other dame, and Chris Matthews oh boy. accepting the idea of Trump being re-elected that casually. Mm-hmm. That's not the way it was for the first, like, year and a half, two years of Trump being president. Right. It was just obvious. Remember on Saturday Night Live, they had that opening sketch where... Uh, uh, was it Mueller or, yeah, I think it was Mueller, the character, mm-hmm. not the real person on Saturday Night Live, sat down with somebody and said, "I, I got to tell you something. He's not going to be impeached." What? I mean, it was just you know they're trying to break the news to the world that right. he, he might actually serve out his this entire term, right? Uh, and now they're talking about when when the Washington Post reporter said it's forty, fifty, sixty percent likely he's. Re- He's uh, he's reelected. People didn't jump in. Oh, what? Are you kidding? No, they just accept the 40 I can buy.
1: 60? Come on, Jim. What's your reason? And
0: then you're talking about, should we impeach in the second term? Yeah. I thought that was pretty amazing. Uh, well, that, that, that's, a, that's a change in the outlook.
1: Uh, I tell you what. Chris Matthews, with whom I have had words in the past, uh, he nailed it. Wait a minute. With all of this out there, the American people are going to exercise their will again, and then you're going to move to remove the guy from office? That's, that would be
0: insane. Right. That's a decent point to make, that too. That would you're, be seen you're gonna, as something like a coup. You're going to go after impeaching a guy who was twice elected, and we, you'd have to assume the second time around you, you're not going to be able to make any of these arguments about Russia or all that sort of stuff. Right. I assume.
1: Oh, oh, oh man. Anybody who does is just shameless.
0: Anyway, I just thought it was, it, I didn't realize it was that well accepted that, yeah, there's a decent chance he's reelected.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, listen, uh, I've declared a jihad. Google it if you like. Uh, it's a, a mission, a war, a, 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 jihadism. It's a, thanks, <laughs> Mitt. It's um, it's my life's mission to uh, make sure everybody knows that Google is indeed an evil presence and a blot upon the planet.
0: I'll bet I'll bet I'm, I'll bet I'm I, I think that, and I'll bet I'm still really blind to how bad they are. They've done a good job at Google of not being Facebook, yeah, not being the the the, the poster child for this,
1: yeah. But they're a gigantic corporation that uh, hoovers up data, your data, sells it uh, without your permission. And that's you know that's that is what it, that is, and we're all kind of wrestling with those issues right now. And Europe's done one thing; we're moving in that direction in the U.S. and 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 good for us. But the thing that bothers me about Google, they didn't have, listen, they, Goog, they do Google doodles all the time, where the, the logo becomes something else. It's dressed up. On Thanksgiving, it's a turkey. Well, right. For instance, and they do lots of Muslim holidays and union things and, and you know, International Labor Day and whatever. blah blah. But for the uh, however manyth year in a row or almost every year, they don't do anything for the anniversary of D-Day. And they are very light on anything patriotic. And here's my gripe. They're, they're xenophiles. They're, they have xenophilia. They, it's, it's such a common progressive disease right now. The desperate need to show how enlightened you are by embracing anything that's not American and saying how great it is even if it engages in genital m- mutilation or subjugation of women or execution of gays or beatings and tortures and, and, and horrific denials of human rights. If it's not American and Christian, we love it. And if it is American or Christian, well, then, well, I understand that's evil. And I just, I'm sick of you, Google. I'm sick of you're you're a your high horse Super progressive xenophilia America, if not hating, you're ambivalent at best about the greatest beacon for liberty that's ever existed. I'm just sick of you. And you're a bunch of liars.
0: Yeah, I try not to be involved with Google best I can. I don't have a Gmail account. I'm not officially signed up with Google. I'm not sure if that makes any difference in terms of their swiping your information. But like a a friend of the show has has been recommending the Samsung phone. He switched from the iPhone to the Samsung phone and says it's better. And I was thinking about my phone. Is my phone is a disaster, man? My phone has got so many chunks of glass that have fallen out of it now. Your it phone looks everywhere. like it fought at D Day. You could cut yourself on my phone. The screen barely works. There's no battery life whatsoever. It's basically <laughs> a corded phone. Right. It's like the old days when your phone has to be plugged into a. Cord <laughs> you got to get a coiled, stretchy cord <laughs> <laughs> to be able to use it. So I was going to get a new phone, and I was asking about the Samsung phone that that he says is better. He said, you have to have a Gmail account, which is a downside. And I'm like, okay, I'm out. I'm not going to do it. Mm. I'm just not going to yeah. do it. It's probably just a gesture. But we got this text. I got rid of my Gmail account two years ago. I'm now using Runbox. They're based out of Switzerland, and they don't sell your info. Check it out, runbox.com. Okay. Google and I, it. And I stopped using <laughs> Google. <laughs> <Yeah>. Google Runbox. <laughs> and then, of course, they have mm. your bank account information. Right, exactly. Everywhere you've ever been in your life. Um and uh, I stopped using Google and I started using DuckDuckGo which we've had recommended to us many times sure. as a search engine I've never used it. That doesn't it doesn't sell your data. Yeah. Uh, it's a search engine that doesn't sell or store your searches. If if you could start over, Google would never get off the ground. If I I don't think. If you could start over and say, here are your options for search engines. This one is going to keep track of everything you've ever searched on in your life but to help you. And, uh, and and keep that somewhere that is hackable, or they're going to sell it, or all kinds of different stuff. Or you can use these other search engines. I don't think Google would be Google. We all started with Google before we understood any of this was happening. Right, right.
1: And keep in mind that when they announced strong, strong plans to discriminate against men in favor of getting more women in as engineers, one of their engineers, James Damore, stood up and said, you know, if you look at the data, there's just... a a proclivity, a tendency for more males to be really into this stuff than females. It's okay. There are differences uh, on the average, and this might not be discrimination. It's just what people enjoy. And, And he got fired for saying that in a very reasonable way. Now, he may have made some mistakes in his little screed, but... So this is this is a, a uh, an organization that is it's got the Che Guevara bandana on and it's much more aggressive and and and, and one sided than they let on, even as they're hoovering up data and selling it to the highest bidder uh, and the rest of it and lobbying the government tens of millions of dollars against your interests in favor of theirs. Now, I'm fine with corporations looking out for their own interests. I'm not offended by that. I just want you to understand what you're dealing with.
0: Well, and, you know, I don't know how big a deal you think it is. It's a big deal to me. You're going to have that little Google doodle at the top of the page every day for all these stupid things that you uh, bring to our attention and not recognize DD, just as a statement. Just as, a, yeah, well, uh, OK, I'm not going to be on the side of America for something. Whatever. Right. And what the and hell? Whatever. War. I'm not going to be part of the warmonger America. Um, I got something fun for you coming up. It's it's kind of interesting. How has Al Sharpton kept his weight off all these years? Race hustler Al Sharpton, who was a big fat guy back in the day and has been skinny for quite some time now. What's the Al Sharpton diet? I'm looking for a new diet. Everybody's always looking for a new diet. I assume it was one
1: of the, uh, the points of negotiation with his uh, pact with Satan. Wow. How many
0: people have a pact with Satan? you got Google has got a pact with Satan. I don't know. Facebook it's, has a pact with Satan. There's Al- a Sharpton's confidentiality a- agreement, so nobody knows. He does a lot of deals. Um, that, among other things, on the way And the Armstrong and Getty Show. we're human beings we're fallible we make mistakes i've just acknowledged my own mistake in this is that actually him michael bransfield the uh, the head of the catholic church in west virginia who was expelled over sexual harassment allegations sex harassment oftentimes when they say sexual harassment they mean raping children i don't know what they mean in this case the reason that he's been booted out is cuz he was spending millions of the church's dollars on luxury travel and doling out lavish gifts to fellow clergy. In many cases, it turned out to be to the people that had the power to either boot him out or keep him around. Oh, boy. Um, Bishop Michael J. Bransfield, 75, did I mention where he is, Virginia? West Virginia? Yeah. Showered $350,000 in gifts to others in the church, including some he's accused of abusing and one archbishop who is overseeing a probe into his conduct. This is according to The Washington Post. Wow! Now, I'd like to know, and this is why I've always wondered about the systemic problem in the Catholic Church. If I'm the archbishop, and a bishop gives me like a $100,000 gift, i got to wonder, where the hell did you get the money, dude? You don't have a job. Well, again, you can't accept that. Now that we
1: know who this guy is, play that clip again. Please. We're human beings. We're fallible. We make mistakes. I've just acknowledged my own mistake in this. Wow, in the words of the drive-by truckers, don't be so easy on yourself.
0: He went on to say, everybody's trying to destroy my reputation. These people are terrible to me. The details of his spending were included in a confidential report that just came out. He adopted an extravagant and lavish lifestyle that was in stark contrast to the faithfully served. Uh, He spent $2.4 million in church money on travel, including chartered jets and luxury hotels. Oh, my god! $1,000 a month on alcohol, $4.6 million on renovating a church, which, you know, to what extent it needed or didn't need it, who knows, and $182,000 on flowers delivered daily to his office. Well, I like to have fresh flowers. You know, I'm not
1: sure this matters, but the contrast with the current state of West Virginia... Does make it extra obscene. I mean, it's not like he was the Archbishop of Malibu or something like that.
0: God, I, I just uh, it's it's so maddening. I mean, the spending is nothing compared to the raping. And I, but uh, just come on, dudes. How many of you knew he was doing this? A lot of people in the Catholic Church had to know he was doing this. You didn't know he went on a vacation on a private plane. He didn't tell you about it or didn't take anybody along that that wondered right, how, who's paying right. for this plane. And again, when the archbishop gets a $100,000 gift, you don't say, where'd you get $100,000? You have no income. Especially if you're running the church in one of the poorest parts of the country.
1: I mean, those are almost certainly contributions from parishioners, at least in part. Yeah, oh yeah. Which is just obscene.
0: $2.4 million on travel, chartered jets and luxury hotels.
1: The Atlantic, which I find increasingly annoying, has a a cover piece, uh, end the priesthood, take back the church. To the people. Um, I haven't read it yet. uh, A
0: a lot of these priests are the worst people in the world. They're not only not living up to their ideals, they're among the worst people on earth. Mm. You molest children and steal from people who are giving to the poor. You can't get much worse than that. That's pretty awful. It's difficult to get lower than that on the scale. People who fake
1: cancer and start GoFundMe pages are looking
0: down on you. God, that's incredible. Yeah. And how many people knew he was doing that? I don't know. Yeah. It's just really frustrating. Tell you what, if if you know, and we hear from
1: increasing numbers of Catholics who say, uh, while I value what the church has done, I'm beginning to think that the disease cannot be cured. Uh, that the that the flesh is just too diseased. Although I, you know, I wouldn't give up on it. But you've got institutional corruption that old and that entrenched. And, and of that many sorts, the, the Catholic Church, as you pointed out, I think it was yesterday, is perhaps the perfect example of the iron law of bureaucracy. An organization that started to spread the teachings of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and minister to the poor and the unfortunate, now is everybody within that bureaucracy fully engaged in that purpose? Or is most of their purpose protecting the church? That is the iron law of bureaucracy.
0: I don't know if I have time for this. We've made fun of Al Sharpton a lot over the years. He is a race hustler uh, con man who's on MSNBC with his own show. A congenital liar. He's 64 now and thin. He used to be a big fat guy way back in the day. Um, and And he lost a whole bunch of weight. He lost over half his weight. He weighed 300 pounds. He must be short. He's 130 now. Yeah, he's a tiny little fella. But I I came across his diet. Here's his routine. He gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to do that. He gets up at 4 a.m. Well, I almost do that. But he gets up at 4 a.m. at seven days a week. Wow. And then he follows a diet that includes three slices of seven-grain toast a day. Uh, And not much more. Really? Yeah. Skillets and iced tea. On the weekends. Here's his his, his diet. Because I've been trying to figure out how to drop a couple of LBs. He has a banana at 4.15 a.m. Then he has a little bit of protein powder shortly thereafter. Okay. Around noon, he has a salad and one more slice of his toast. Okay. Then at six, that's six hours later. Right. After having eaten hardly anything yet. Is that toast cold by then? <laughs> two more slices of toast at six o'clock. What do you want for dinner tonight, honey? Two slices of toast. He had a salad and a slice of toast at noon. He has two slices of toast at six o'clock. That's it. He had a banana in the morning. Wow. At 4 o'clock. And that's it. Wow. That's it. Once a week he has fish. He hasn't eaten chicken in eight years, he says. Wow. Once a week he'll have some fish. Sometimes somebody will
1: show up with a donut and I'll tell them, resist, we much. <laughs> we much to that donut be dedicated to much to to
2: resist that donut. Do we have that? We don't have that. Uh, what's coming up? in Your news, Marshall Phillips. Well, progress on the Mexico tariff talks. We got more on the Biden flip and Google defending Huawei coming up. Cool.
0: All to eating
2: toast, we must be dedicated.
0: <laughs> much. Um, I. You know, if you ate if you ate that diet, you would lose weight. <laughs> I'm not going yeah, to live. You like that. might lose all your weight if you know what I mean. Uh, more on the way on the Armstrong and Getty show.
1: And
0: Getty got a video rental store in Georgia that it turned out was running an illegal gambling operation. It wasn't a video rental, it wasn't a VHS rental store after all. Wow, the cops had been casing the place for a while. And in a couple of weeks, they hadn't seen anybody walk out with a VHS taper or a DVD. <laughs> the police went in. One detective described uh, the most recent movie he could find in there was a VHS action movie from 2007. He doesn't believe anybody was actually renting movies there. You're not as good at being a criminal as you think you are. That's not the best cover I can come up with. Yeah, we rent VHS tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a legit business. <laughs> yeah, video rental. <laughs> Okay, news now with Marshall Phillips.
2: Uh, Talks between the Trump administration. Yeah, we're
0: a boombox repair shop. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: what we are.
2: Talks between the Trump administration and Mexican officials on tariffs continue today. Vice President Pence saying... We're encouraged that, uh, frankly, the Mexican delegation brought even more proposals today. Uh, But uh, I'll be talking to the president later tonight over the course of this weekend about what's being proposed. Now part of the progress in the ongoing negotiation appears to be reports that Mexico's offered to put 6,000 National Guard troops on its southern border. That's significant. Because that border is a
0: quarter of the length of the border mm-hmm. we've got with Mexico. It's yeah. much smaller. 6,000 is a pretty significant number. Yep,
2: yeah. They're going to do that to try and stem the flow of Central American migrants heading to the U.S. and Mexico and the U.S. are discussing significant changes in asylum rules. Under the New Deal, Migrants would be required to seek asylum in the first foreign country they enter after leaving their home. That's the current rule. That's the UN Council on Refugees' rule. Right now, they look like they're going to enforce it. Guatemalans, Guatemalans looking for refuge would have to apply for asylum in Mexico rather than the United States, and those getting out of El Salvador and Honduras would have to seek asylum in Guatemala rather than continuing on to Mexico or the U.S.
0: Well, and as soon as it becomes clear that they're going to enforce that, the numbers of people that try is going to drop like a
1: rock. Right, keep in mind, this is not just the flow of people from a crappy country to a great country, or people wanting a better life for themselves and their families, and I have a great deal of sympathy for them in that. This is an enormous business run by some of the most horrific criminal enterprises ever known to mankind. The cartels. They read the papers. They can't get their customers in anymore. They'll stop it. And they'll stop renting children and using children like a baton in an unholy uh, relay race of uh, illegal immigration. Because everybody knows if you got a kid with you, you get in, they let you loose because you can't be detained,
0: and you get a free pass. So if Trump actually gets over on this, these things actually happen... How is the pundit class going to handle this? Because Republicans and Democrats were against him on this. Mitch McConnell and Schumer.
1: Same way they handled the no collusion report. Pretend it didn't happen or say, well, there's an ongoing investigation because Mueller stopped short. They'll just lie.
0: This would be a good one to crow about on the campaign trail if it actually works out. Given the polls,
1: the number of Americans who actually want the southern border controlled, which is everybody. Yeah, it would be good.
2: Former vice president and presidential candidate Joe Biden reversing his position on the Hyde Amendment. Now, he'd broken with a lot of his campaign rivals when his team said Wednesday that Biden still supported the amendment, which is a measure that prohibits the use of federal funds for abortion. But Biden on Thursday at the Democrats' I Will Vote fundraising gala said that because of recent state laws that have been passed by Republican governors, avenues to women's access to health care were being affected, so Biden says he no longer supports the Hyde Amendment. Circumstances have changed. I've been working through the final details of my health care plan, like others in this race, and I've been struggling with the problems that Hyde now presents.
1: Yeah, times have changed. It's some good spin. I mean, he's just kowtowing to the far left, and he's flip-flopped. But, uh, like I say, it's some pretty effective spin.
2: Quick note, this just coming in a few minutes ago, the jobs report for May's out. It's not what economists were expecting. The Labor Department said 75,000 jobs were created last month. I was expecting a pony for Christmas. You don't always get what you want. (laughs) Far short of the 180,000 they thought were going to be created.
1: Oh, we had a, a liberal... Listener, say you guys would always talk about the labor participation rate during the Obama administration. Hmm. you haven't brought it up lately, and you know what? yeah that's, that's, yeah, I'm with him. Uh, me too. I think that's pretty fair criticism. um it would appear oh that just goes back a year. let's yep. go back uh yeah, full year um it's been going up and down it rose a, a significant amount to um the highest it's been in many moons. In January of this year, it's come down half a percentage, but it's traded in a narrow band, as they say, since 2014, between 62.8% really and 63.2%.
0: With a couple of blips outside it, but almost none. But where does that fit historically? What was it back when we were complaining about it? Because uh, there is the weird thing with unemployment, where right. if you stop looking for work, right. you're not counted as unemployed. And as a friend of mine once said, "Who stops looking for work?" I've never had that option. Well, right, yeah. What what's happening with you? But um,
1: so the mean, uh, the uh, it's usually in last since 2014. Been like 62.75%. Okay. In 2009, it was 65.75%. So it was about 4% higher than it is now. Um, let's see. Going way, 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 way back, uh, that, that was the peak seems to have been around y- the year 2000.
2: In the year 2000.
1: <laughs> I just, I can't and stop And the number myself. was what in 2000? Um, it was like
0: 67 and a half percent. And now it's there's been a lot of numbers, so I'm trying to get, so when it's from 67 in 2000 it's it's a a 62 to 62 and a half. Wait, so not, a, not that, well, 5% is yeah. a lot. Yeah, know? it is, it's a lot of people, but still wh- a pretty high number, though. Which what's, what's really interesting about
1: this, now that we've had a chance to study it in historical context, is that It appears to be much more about historical trends because it's, you know, the little ups and downs year to year, which our listener was quite appropriately asking about. And fair enough. um, Those are waves. The sociological changes in the U.S., those are tides. Those are the big changes. In 1963, the labor participation rate
0: was about 59%. Really? It was
1: all dudes and a few women.
0: Well, okay, yeah, right, yeah, obviously. You you, you, you had a lot more um, stay-at-home moms.
1: Yeah, and it it jumped up about 5% by 1976, another 5% by 1985. Four-ish, well, that's interesting. So, how And they you... skyrocketed between like 1980
0: and 2000. So how do you look at that number and make any uh, economic decisions, given the fact that I know staying at home as a mom is gaining popularity ar- among the younger crowd? Uh, let me go, go Which ahead. Which is a, a choice as opposed to I can't find a job. Right. It's
1: It's a really good question. When I say, and I, I want to rewind, I said it skyrocketed between 1974-ish and 2000. It skyrocketed from about 60% to about 67%. From 1950 to the present day, there's never been a number lower than 58 and never been a number higher than
2: 67. Okay, So it's a fairly narrow band. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
0: I've either had a job or was looking for a job since I was... Fifteen years old, so I don't. I just, I just. It's hard for me to picture the circumstances
1: when we got sacked in Charlotte because we wouldn't agree to do stuff the way they wanted us to. Um, uh, I went and applied for unemployment, and they explained the process, and I said "eff it," and walked out. And just went, and I can't remember. I did something for a few hours for a friend. Just scraped together money while we were applying for jobs. I can't imagine not looking for work. That's when. Now, if you've made a perfectly legitimate lifestyle choice, there are a lot of ways to spend your limited hours on Earth. And I'm not going to make more money for a corporation. I'm going to tend to my children, my family, my home, our finances, our our land, our 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 charity, um, my faith, whatever. That's a perfectly fine way to spend your life. The idea that the only appropriate way, and it, it's mostly about women these days, but the only appropriate thing for a woman to be doing is making money for a corporation. Otherwise, you're wasting your life. What, what the hell kind of way to look
0: at life is that? Now, I was on the other flip side of that. I was around like a 30-ish year old the other day. who was talking about it. I was thinking about getting a job, but I just thought, you know, I just, I'm not sure I'm ready for that yet. And I thought, wow, okay, I don't know. I, I, I've never had that thought. Certainly not when I was thirty. Right, that's crazy. What? Yeah, oh. I know. And I yeah. just, I, I just heard the guy talking, and I thought, I'd like to know more. I'm assuming you live at home. I mean, that's almost. Why don't you ask the, the
1: hard questions, Jack? Because none of my. How business. do you eat? It just, it's just none of your business. Society I, isn't your business. society. All that is required of good men for evil I, triumph I, is their <laughs> silence.
0: Would you supply? We've reached a point in society where you can say that out loud in a crowd and nobody's gonna challenge that or scoff or anything like that. I gotta believe like when my dad was thirty and you know, already had a couple of kids and everything, the idea of, yeah, I was thinking about getting a job, but I thought, you know, I'm not sure I'm ready for that. You would have said booted out
1: of whatever structure you were in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And now it's just, you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if I'm ready for that.
0: Yeah the hell are you talking about? Because it's an optional lifestyle, I guess. Mm. If hey. you live at home, if your parents let you do that, I'm not going to allow my kids to determine, am I ready for that yet? That's just not going to be an option for me. Right. I'm not going to let them decide, but, you know, do whatever you want. Every time you change incentives and
1: disincentives in a society, you get different behavior. It's something. Yeah, it is. I'm not sure if I'm uh, ready for the next hour of labor. I might just lay down for a while.
0: <laughs> it's National Donut Day, and we have donuts showing up any moment, so I'm oh, trying to yeah. resist the temptation of that. Oh, have you been yeah. doing what I've been doing, trying to eat before they get here? Yeah, so. <laughs> I've eaten a banana. I've eaten some healthy stuff, so I'm not starving when the donuts get You're like, getting. 700 calories to avoid 300. <laughs> Good plan. <laughs>
1: I resist. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. much. There That's might right.
0: Be, might be a flaw in my strategy. I, I
1: showed look. those donuts,
0: like, driving... Finals tonight, that, right, is 2-1. to Yes. And the uh, Golden State Warriors, uh, the reigning champions, are are down 2-1. But they get one of their players back. So if you're into the sports, I'm going to watch that tonight. What is that, baseball? That's your basketball. I'm into
1: year 101 of the United States versus the Soviet Empire. Okay. Now they call themselves Russia. Russian warship near collision. Almost hit the American guided missile cruiser USS Chancellorsville, the Russian fleet, jumping ugly, getting belligerent, acting like the Iranians, frankly, in uh, in uh, brushing up against one of our ships and damn near hitting it. Came within 50 meters. That's pretty uh, close. If you were
0: on a giant ship and another ship got that close to you, you'd think we're going to crash.
1: Yeah, the video is available at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, the Russians, who uh, lie uh, congenitally and constantly, say the U.S. cruiser suddenly changed directions and came within 50 meters of the Russian destroyer. Uh, that is absolutely belied
0: by the videotape. I've never understood these maneuvers, and it's been happening forever when the, the Chinese or the Russians or whoever fly a plane really close to us or run up ship really. What, what, what's the hope there? What, what are you hoping to accomplish? Testing yeah. responses?
1: Yeah, it's a drill. Uh, it's it's partly a drill, partly it's a little national belligerence for the domestic crowd, because Putin's always engaged in that. If there's an external threat, people will ignore the
0: internal misery. Okay, because I've never understood the tactical advantage. So a response that that's something, but just being belligerent for belligerent's sake, which I, I've done in my life, uh-huh. it really get really gets you nowhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. I just, I, there's
0: absolutely a, a a method to their madness. You see, Russia really doesn't like the Chernobyl mini series on HBO, <laughs> and have decided to make their own version.
1: That just goes to show my point. It's the Soviet Union by another name. That's funny. at this point, it's a mobbed
0: up, oppressive kleptocracy, and has the same weapons, which often gets lost in the conversation.
1: Right. Right. Um, the Arctic it's <clears throat> going to be an well ironically a hotbed of conflict conflict with the russians because as some of the ice melts up there they are laying claim and saying no 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 we control these shipping this is our uh, this is our ice patch and 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 they are way better equipped to deal with it just cuz of the climate you know in, in off the coast of northern russia
0: they've got i think 42 icebreakers to our 4 you know what's a good icebreaker where are you from <laughs> that's a good one what's the last live band you saw <laughs> that's a well, good one too. we'll see exactly we have four they have 40 some
1: in russia is that like eskimo they have they have all those words for ice how about yeah. that stalin that's a russian icebreaker <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> ever been to siberia it's cold no never been you hey oh <laughs> but uh we'll see i'm hoping we are training our fellas well the navy's gotten a couple of black eyes lately And I I criticize because I love. I mean, I literally love. They're an incredibly important part of American power, and my brother is active duty Navy. Um, Don't need love or hate, though. The fact's a fact. Well, right. That's right. Yeah. In fact, if you love, you must be vigilant. Um, And and the Navy's had a couple of real black eyes lately, and I hope our training is improving and getting better and up to date, and that our fellas, particularly our fellas who are anywhere near the Arctic, are up to speed on the Russian tactics and how to react to them. And you know, we've talked to uh, Mike Lyons, the fabulous Mike Lyons, about this very topic, but my impulse is, next time one of them do that, blow them out of the water. Absolutely reduce them to cinder, but then... Grown
0: ups tell me, Joe, that would be the worst thing you could do. Mm. So, TV social ratings for the week. Social ratings are a combination of like YouTube, Twitter, all kinds of interactions, stuff like that. So so popping accounts, up on social media. People mentioning the shows and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Right, and right. apparently that means something. But anyway, here are your top five for the week. Just thought it was kind of interesting. I, I assume since it includes a lot of the things we just mentioned, uh, it favors young audiences. Uh, number one America's Got Talent. You know, I I don't watch TV a lot, but that show's pretty amusing. You see some amazing things. I I often think, why don't I watch this with the kids? We don't have a show like I grew up with. We all sat down and watched a show. That's a good one. That'd be a good one to sit down and watch with the kids. I feel like shows that allow you to quote unquote vote via Twitter will be artificially inflated on these things. Yeah, right. getting he, back to my having a show thing, he, I I liked the the Tuesday night when we'd sit down and watch Happy Days or whatever yeah. the whole family. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we I should come up with a show that we know. Hey, it's Wednesday night. The blanks on. What are your boys now? Seven and nine. Breaking time, Bad. Time to binge on uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then a couple of WWE wrestling matches, followed by RuPaul's Drag Race. That probably won't uh, be our show. Uh, and then The Bachelorette. Which gets a lot of social rating with people tweeting around. Oh my god! Did you see what she said? Oh my! Did you see what he was wearing? Oh my god! Um, speaking of what he was wearing, I had my most successful in quotes tweet on our account. Oh, congratulations! The most replies. Huh? I tweeted. uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think I know which so one. So I was it really was. happy with this new shirt I bought. Oh yeah, I uh, am.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: And then when I went home, I realized I already had bought that same shirt two weeks ago. Oh, boy. Just two weeks ago, I bought that same shirt. Oh, boy. Hiding your own Easter eggs. (laughs) Really? It's quite on brand for you. It is. It really is. (laughs) So I tweeted out a picture of me wearing the new shirt and then holding the other shirt. And I got like almost 100 replies, which is way more than... Any comment I've ever made on anything, whether politics or sports or family or cancer or anything, right. nothing has ever gotten almost 100 replies like that. So that's just the way it goes. This shirt is similar, isn't it? Yeah, it's very. I was trying to figure out if it's that's a, the same it's one. It's just a different color of okay. the same thing from Banana Pullback. How many Whoa. copies of this shirt do you if have? If I find something I like, see sweet and sour pork, I tend to hang on to it. Sure. Yes. <laughs> well, you
1: saw that shirt and you thought, that is the shirt for me. <laughs> I mean, literally, it's a shirt that I
0: have, and then I thought exactly the same thing
1: two weeks later. Steve Jobs, man. You're short-sleeved, tan, and uh, different shades of tan, uh, check shirt guy. (laughs) That's fine. That's your go-to. I I swear to God, why don't I do this? Yeah.
0: Why doesn't everybody do it?
1: one shirt, buy 20 of them. One that's flattering that you like. Right. Buy a bunch of them. Or, uh, listen, 10 for the summer, same shirt. Ten for the winner, yep. period. I ought to do that. Everybody should. Why, why haven't I? Nobody. Show of hands, I want you to be perfectly honest with you. With me. Who's which one am I? I'm <laughs> me, that's right. <laughs> I'm having an existential crisis over here. Who am I? Do any of you give a damn no, what I wear? that'd be fine. On any that'd level. Armstrong and Getty.